Welcome to The Torch, a podcast with Brian Gibbs presenting biblical insights and prophetic perspectives for cultural and current events in this hour, contending for personal revival, national awakening, and generational reformation. Produced by Victory, a church of his presence, and Light the Fire Ministries coming to you from Sarasota, Florida. Thank you for joining us. Hey guys, welcome to The Torch. We are together. I'm coming to you from Sarasota, Florida. Of course, you know that. Just had a beautiful light rain coming in this morning. Just gorgeous. And uh, it's a beautiful morning here. Thanks for being with us. Let's jump right in. Let's maximize our time together. And uh, thank you for sharing these to friends. Um, Just really growing the audience uh, to build faith uh, to release the anointing, to bring encouragement, to point people to Jesus in this urgent hour. And it's a very critical hour. We all understand that. Father, again, we just thank you for an amazing day. Thank you for life. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your anointing, Holy Spirit. We cherish your presence. We cherish your anointing. I thank you, Father, for our friends for our partners, for new friends, Lord, all over the country, even in other nations. And I pray, Lord, you're refreshing upon them, Lord, as they listen, as they jump in today, Lord, that you are with us and your presence is upon us. You are guiding us. You are directing our steps. You are a light unto our feet, a lamp unto our pathway. Father, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your loving kindness. I thank you that you are sharpening us in this hour, sharpening us us as warriors, as watchmen, as intercessors. Father, I thank you. Sharpen us today. Lord, let there be no spiritual dullness in our world, in our life. In Jesus' name. I thank you that you are sharpening the discernment in our life. You are, you are sharpening our assignments, Lord, for this hour. So I bless you all. I bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Well, to all you watchmen out there, I know that you are listening for the sound of the trumpet, the sound of the voice of the Lord in this hour. And... Guys, we are part of the Radiant Church, amen? We are the ones who are arising, we are shining, we are burning, we are being set ablaze, set aflame. The prophet said, arise and shine, burn, set yourself on fire for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is arisen or rising upon you even while deep darkness is covering the earth and the people. He said, the Lord will arise over you and the glory shall be seen upon you. And then what did he say? He said, then the Gentiles, what is that? Then the nation shall come to your light and to, and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Praise our God. So Matthew 16 Are you there, Matthew 16? I think I can hear you out there. Can I get an amen? Matthew 16. This is a watershed moment. It's a turning moment we know in Scripture when it comes to revelation concerning the ecclesia of what Jesus was actually going to inaugurate and build in the earth where 
where Jesus asked the question, who do you say I am? And then Peter, of course, we know responds, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And Jesus responds to him in verse 17. He says, Simon, you're so blessed because flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, but it's actually my father in heaven who has revealed this. So I say to you, Peter, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And it was upon this rock of revelation. What is that revelation? The rock of revelation is that Jesus Christ is the, he is the Christ. Jesus is the Christ and he is the son of the living God. And it is upon that revelation, Jesus being the son of man, the son of God, the son of Abraham, the son of David. Upon that rock, Jesus says, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Yes. And then he goes on and he says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind or whatever you forbid in the earth is already forbidden in heaven. And whatever you loose or whatever you permit in the earth realm is already permitted in heaven. Hallelujah. I want to remind you again, we are part of the radiant church. We're not part. <clears throat> we're not part of this prayerless church that is just right now sleeping through history acting as if everything around us is all about politics and, and the church is just growing numb in this present hour to all of these accumulating atrocities. We are part of the radiant church who Jesus himself said, I'm building this church in the earth and the gates of hell. They're not going to prevail against this church. That's not the sleeping church. That's not the lazy church. That is the church that Jesus is building. And I, for one, amongst all of you patriots and all, all you spiritual warriors out there, we're not surrendering our beloved America to the wolves and the devils in this hour. This is our finest hour. This is our hour of faith. This is our hour of courage and victory. And I like to say it so much. The future doesn't belong to the God-haters and to the God-mockers. The future belongs to the righteous, and the righteous are bold as lions. I'm talking to you for the next few moments today about wise watchmen. Wise watchmen. Here's our scripture today. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 3. Let me just grab a swig. For those of you that are listening, grab your coffee. For those of you that are watching, cheers. That's refreshing. A prudent or wise person with insight. This is Proverbs chapter 22, verse 3. A prudent person or a wise person with insight foresees danger coming and prepares himself or prepares herself. Let me start over again. Listen to it. A wise person or a prudent person with insight foresees danger coming and prepares himself or herself for it. But the senseless rush blindly forward and suffer the consequences. We see danger coming and we understand we have to prepare ourselves. It means that we have to be alert. 
it means that we have to be awakened. We have to be watching. We have to be faithful watchmen and alert on our watch. We have to be discerning. It means that we have to be preparing spiritually, physically, uh, financially. There should be there should be no place in our world for spiritual dullness, right? Let me read you something. I want to read you something this morning. This is actually another shameless plug for Boldest Lions. Yes, I make no apologies for that. Thousands of people have been impacted, and to God be the glory. And I mean that, to God be the glory. This is something that I wrote right right out of Boldest Lions about staying sharp. Now, what what I say? I said, if we foresee danger coming, we have to prepare ourselves. And then the proverb goes on. It says the the senseless, actually, they rush blindly forward and they will suffer the consequence. This is what I wrote right out, right out of bold as lions, that a soldier is sharp. A soldier stays fit, alert, healthy, and ready. They're not dull. They're not casual. They're not complacent. A soldier is not asleep on their watch. The Apostle Paul said that we should live in such a way as a soldier because the days are evil. That's Ephesians 5.16. We should live in such a way as a what? As a soldier because the days are evil. I write on, the enemy is hungry and he's lurking for an opportune moment of ambush and attack. Colossians 4 verse 2 says, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Look at that combination. Prayer, being watchful, and and in thanksgiving. That's a three-chord strand right there. That's powerful. Be steadfast in prayer, be watchful, and also with thanksgiving. Then I write on, a soldier is a watchman. And throughout all of of the scriptures, we can see time and time again, the method of fasting sharpens a life. Moses fasted, excuse me, Moses fasted, Elijah fasted, Paul fasted, Jesus fasted. I mean, we could go all through the scriptures. God wants us to be spiritually sharp and physically ready and fit and alert. Fasting will sharpen your spiritual perception and your discernment. A lifestyle of fasting can keep you spiritually alert and far from apathy and mediocrity. When you fast and pray, you are effectively being sharpened to the word of God in your spirit and in your mouth. Now you have become a powerful weapon in the hand of God, a razor sharp edge that you will be able to demolish the works of the enemy when you speak. Let me pause right there. Uh, as I just read that, I was I was reminded of Reinhard Bonnke's words. These are powerful words. These are not my words. They're Reinhard Bonnke's who just recently went to heaven this last year. He said, he says, God's words coming forth from your mouth is just as powerful as God's words coming out of his mouth. Oh, that's right. 
let your mind be renewed to the power of that revelation. That is mighty. Let me read on. I said, a mentor once taught me <laughs> anything that is cutting edge must be narrow by necessity. He had a way with words. He still has a way with words. He said, it, he said, Brian, anything that is cutting edge must be narrow by necessity. That's right. So when you fast and pray, we are being sharpened and narrowed for effectiveness to destroy the powers of darkness and advance the kingdom of our God. He wants you and I sharp and effective. Can I get an amen out there? Hebrews 4, verse 12, we know this, for the word of God is living. Remember that, it is living. The word of God is alive. It is powerful. It is more sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces even to the division of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow. It is a discerner of the thoughts, yes, and also the intentions of the heart. Thank you, Lord. Just pray that over yourself today. Lord, I don't want to give any place to spiritual dullness in my life. Go ahead and just pray that over yourself right now. Lord, I don't want to give any place. Obviously, we don't want to give any place to the devil, Ephesians 4.27. We don't want to give him any territory, any land, any ground, any pulpit, any place to broadcast his lies in our life. Give no place to the devil. But Lord, we pray that today that there would be no spiritual dullness in our life on any front, on any front, on any ground in our spiritual life and the territory that we are assigned to and that we are taking for our city, for our region, for America, that there would be no spiritual dullness in us or in your church, Jesus, that you are building. Hallelujah. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5. Let me just go ahead and read this verse to you today. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 18. See then that you walk circumspectively, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. And let me just pause right here concerning redeeming the time. As long as the church is in the earth, you and I are called to redeem the time, right? We, we are the restrainers against evil, right? That's our assignment. Verse 17, therefore, do, do not be like the unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. That means we should know what to do. When we say rise up and be bold and courageous, we're going forth to do the right thing. Amen. God has called you and I to stand firm and courageous, stand up, rise up, go out there and be an example and do the right thing. Verse 18, this is very important too. Do not be drunk with wine in which, uh, in which is dissipation. <laughs> I want to read that right. But be filled with the Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine in its excess, but be filled with the Spirit of God. Amen. I've said this before. I need another drink. Sorry. Talk amongst yourselves out there, listening audience. We need some good elevator music in here, Josiah. While I'm getting a little sip. Yes. Okay. And we're back. 
<laughs> We're not slipping into justice this week. That's right. And by the way, I, a lot of you wrote me about that, and that was fun. We almost stopped that broadcast <laughs> and started refilming because, boy, I fell into it. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so anyway, we are back. I've said this before, and this is a powerful word. If we choose to ignore reality, we will not be able to ignore the consequence that comes with ignoring reality, right? There's so much of the church world right now that's just burying their head in the sand, and it's just absolute foolishness. I'll never understand it. I don't want to understand it. Frankly, I don't want anything to do with it. I've never been a, an individual. I've never been a leader, right? I've never been a church leader that's just going to bury my head in the sand. I'm not, I'm not the guy who's just going to be hiding inside of the church or barricading myself within the church walls, just trying to insulate myself from the reality of this present darkness of what's happening in this world. We are a church, you, and I know the listening audience, we are fighting right now to win over this evil. I'm hungry for victory. That's right. I am, I am so hungry for victory. I have such an appetite right now to win over this bombardment of evil that's coming into our nation. I believe those victories are coming. Do not grow weary and well-doing, my friend. I'm preaching that to myself, too. I preach it to myself all the time. Brian, do not grow weary. Strap up your boots. Put on that belt of truth. Grab your shield of faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Grab that breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. Take up the sword of the Spirit. Amen. You know, much, much of the lazy church out there has no fight in them whatsoever. Now, I'm speaking to the wise watchman today. What was our verse? Okay, what was our verse? Let me go back to it. But a wise or a prudent person with insight foresees danger, right? Foresees danger coming and prepares himself for it, right? You get ready for the engagement, right? You hit it straight on. We're not the people who are just trying to make sure that we, we find ourselves exempt from battles. No, we're running into battles, right? We're on the offensive. We're not on the defensive. We're on the offense, right? So remember that. But the senseless rush blindly forward and they suffer the consequence. That's powerful. Now stay with me. See, so much of the lazy church out there, they have no fight in them whatsoever. Now, these are the same, <laughs> oh, help me, Jesus. These are the same people that believe that, well, it just doesn't matter, you know, who's in the White House, and it really doesn't matter who's governing, you know. I'm telling you, that is utter foolishness. You know, the modern church thinks or they they believe or they say that fighting is evil. But you know what? I have actually found in the scriptures that fighting is necessary to resist evil. I'm going to say that again. Scripturally, you got to understand fighting. Now, we know the nature of our fight. We know the weapons of our warfare, right? We understand that the spiritual implications, the spiritual battle 
that we are uh, engaged in right now. We understand this is a spiritual warfare that is real, right? And that the church is the restrainers of evil. But scripture teaches us that fighting is actually necessary. And we're not just, listen, we're not just engaging with just a spiritual warfare and a spiritual battle. Guys, we are also in a very natural warfare as well that God expects wise watchmen to understand, discern, see the danger, and engage the danger. Are you hearing me? We're not just ones that are praying. Praying is paramount, right? But we've got to step up and step up wisely and boldly and speak clearly in this hour against the evil that is coming to destroy our country, to destroy our innocent children. Are you hearing me out there? Now, in in an effort to bring peace and righteousness, the church, (laughs) I don't like saying this. I, I don't like saying this, but the church has failed to raise up those who will actually fight for peace. We have to do more than prayer. Now, hear my heart out out there, please. Prayer is first. Prayer is uh, is the foremost. Prayer is paramount. We can't do anything without prayer. Jesus couldn't do anything without prayer. But then beyond prayer, there there must be righteous actions that follow. And foolishly, the church is, we've taught an entire... Oh, we've taught an entire generation that fighting is bad. And then, you know, what's amazing, then we're shocked when when we see believers that don't even know how to defend themselves, don't even know how to defend themselves spiritually, don't even know how to defend themselves scripturally, biblically, when we don't even know how to defend ourselves in our schools and our universities, or or we've got believers that don't even know how to defend their own hearts against the enemy. Guys, spiritual warfare is real. It is real. We need to be fighting against a real evil, against a real enemy, against real deception, real destruction that is coming into this nation. And that's, that is why the church cannot be silent in this hour concerning abortion or concerning uh, lawlessness or, or concerning homosexuality or sexuality, period, or, or biblical marriage. We can't be silent about violence or real racism in this hour, right? And those that actually spawned it in the history of this nation, and actually those who are still trying to be proponents of division and still trying to cause racial division in our country. We've got to step forward and shut this down. The church has got to, we've got to rise up and speak against deception in our education for our innocent children. Parents have to be alert and be watchmen in this hour for our kids. And not only that, the church, oh oh my, here we go. Here we go. The church needs to be speaking up even about the evil of these vaccines in this hour. The church needs to step up. You better believe it. We've got to be speaking out. You know, I'm no expert in this field. I mean, obviously, uh, 
But we need to be listening to the real, the real experts. And I'm going to say this up front uh, very soon. I'm going to I'm going to dedicate an entire episode of the torch concerning the vaccinations, because I get stuff on this all the time, especially questions. And I'm, I'm going to speak to that in just a little bit. Again, I'm no expert in this, but I'm telling you, guys, we we are here. We are. Uh, we're filming today. Today's July 22nd. This will air tomorrow. On the 23rd, we are at an epic tipping point in our nation concerning the vaccination. We got this godless uh, antichrist uh, agenda uh, administration now sending people door to door for these vaccinations. And there is a stunning reason for it, which we'll get to. But we're at an urgent crossroads, guys. And the truth of what is happening in America Concerning the vaccinations, the information that is coming out is absolutely stunning. This is life or death. And there are lies right now concerning these vaccinations that are literally killing people. And it is sickening. I put out information this week. And of course, like I said, we're going to dedicate a whole broadcast and episode of this very soon. But earlier this week, um, attorney Thomas Rents. Now, my wife and I heard him just a couple weeks ago at the reopening conference, reopen America conference up in Tampa, Florida. We were at Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, Adonica Howard Brown's church, the river. Love Rodney and Adonica. Have always loved them. Uh, Many of you may not even know. I was Rodney Howard Brown's personal assistant in 1994. It was one of the greatest privileges of my life. And I mean that. It changed the whole spiritual trajectory of my my journey with the Lord. Love them. But was at the reopen conference, we heard attorney Thomas Rents share there. But this week, early this week, Monday of this week, he dropped the bombshell announcement in Anaheim, California, concerning the whistleblower that spoke about Uh, inside the CDC, suppressing the information, knowing that over 45,000 people died within three days because of the vaccination. And I realize this is being, uh, you know, obviously the mainstream media isn't going to carry anything like this. They're suppressing it all. If you want more information on that, you can go to Renz, R-E-N-Z hyphen law dot com. Then even last night, um, Dr. Peter McCall was another whistleblower inside the CDC who is now, this is another whistleblower that's not even connected to uh, Attorney Rents' case. Another whistleblower, Peter McCall, Dr. Peter McCall, uh, inside the CDC, he's claiming that the injections have already killed more than 50,000 Americans. Let me just read a little bit of this to you. He said, the most highly cited physician on the early treatment of COVID-19 has now come out with the explosive new video that blows the lid off the medical establishment's complicity and the unnecessary deaths of tens of thousands of Americans. Dr. Peter McCall said that these deaths, listen to these words, that these death deaths have been facilitated by a false narrative bent on pushing an all-new, unproven vaccine for a disease that was highly treatable. And we know that, highly treatable, right? He said COVID was a bioweapon. Listen to this. He said COVID was a bioweapon and the vaccines 
represent phase two, that, that of a bioweapon. As this, in a sense, bioterrorism phase one was rolled out, and it was really all about keeping the population in fear and in isolation and preparing them to accept the vaccine, which appears to be phase two of a bioterrorism operation. Uh, McCall, I want to make sure I'm saying that word, that his name right. McCall said uh, in a June 11th webinar with, an, with a German attorney, Reiner Fulmich, and several other doctors, he noted both the respiratory virus and the vaccine delivered to the human body a spiked protein, the gain-of-function target of the bioterrorism research. I could read on and read on and read on. Well, of course, when we, we begin to go to the, the gain of function um, research, I just want to stop and pause and say right now, thank God for Senator Rand Paul. Dear Lord, fighting for America, fighting against these liars and these deceivers that are killing people. Now, again, people ask me, <clears throat> people ask me all the time. Now, I don't say this to sound important. I just say this because I'm being honest. People ask me all the time concerning the vaccine. Honestly, guys, my answer, my advice is no, absolutely no way. Do not take the vaccines or your family or your children. Once again, I'm going to go back to this statement. I'm going to do an entire episode very soon concerning the vaccination on the torch. I think that could be actually very, very beneficial. Let me go back to the start of this train. Or actually, let me finish my thought. The church has to be, yes, let me finish my thought. The church has to be speaking into these realms of warfare right now. And of course, this vaccination thing that is that is being so forced as a proponent upon uh, the American citizens, guys, we've got to rise up and stop this. We have to rise up against this. There are, there are far more diabolical things that are coming down, down the pike. Let's just say it that way. So let's go back to the front of this train. Here we go. The prudent person with insight, the wise person. I'm, I'm, I'm calling you guys, our audience, the wise watchmen. They foresee danger. This is Proverbs 22, verse 3. They foresee danger coming and they prepare themselves for it. But the senseless rush blindly forward and suffer the consequences. I'm saying to you today, guys, we have got to be wise watchmen. We've got to be alert. We've got to be awakened. We've got to be discerning and watching. We've got to be preparing. We've got to be preparing physically spiritually, financially. I say this all the time at Victory here for our church, for our region. Get your house in order. It is so important right now. Get your house in order. However the Holy Spirit is leading you in this hour, if it's physically, if it's with ammunitions, listen, don't let anybody talk you out of that. The Holy Spirit can talk to you about that, guys. Get yourself prepared. Get yourself prepared for food and water. You know, I'm not embarrassed to say that. I'm a responsible leader. I'm supposed to be helping people as a leader get your house in order, get prepared. 
We see danger coming and we need to prepare ourselves. That's the wise, right? The foolish one is the one who rushes blindly forward and they're going to suffer the consequences. Again, I'm going to say this. If, if we ignore reality, what will happen is we won't be able to ignore the consequences that come with reality. All you have to do is study World War II, case in point with Adolf Hitler and the Third Reich that was marching and just decimating, decimating the Jews and everybody else that stood in their way. We know that, not just the Jews, but obviously paramount the Jews. Last scripture of today, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 33. I love this. Now, this is speaking of wisdom, right? Wisdom. But whoever listens to me, not Brian, but to wisdom's call, whoever listens to me will dwell safely and securely free from evil. Here's another translation. Whoever listens to me will dwell in safety, secure from the fear of evil. And guys, that's where God wants us. God wants his sons and daughters, his chosen ones, his beloved, his bride, fear from evil. Excuse me, free from evil. <laughs> free from evil. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you. I bless us all today. I bless your sons. I bless your daughters. I bless my brothers and my sisters. Lord, that we will dwell safely in you, that we hear wisdom's call, that we hear the sound of the trumpet in this hour, and we will dwell securely, freely from the fear of evil. I thank you, Lord. You have not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are speaking to your sons and daughters about preparation, about preparing spiritually, staying steadfast in the Word, eating the Word, meditating upon the Word, saying the Word, letting the Word come forth from our mouths full of faith, full of fire, with fire in our bellies, with tears in our eyes. Father, I thank you. You are protecting us. You are keeping us in this hour of darkness because the glory of the Lord is arising upon us even as darkness is covering the earth and deep darkness the people. I thank you that the glory of the Lord is rising upon us and that the nation shall come to the glory and the brightness and the radiance of your face upon the church in this hour. Jesus, the church that you are building, that the gates of hell doesn't prevail against. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Guys, yes, indeed. It's been great to be with you. I love being with you. I'm so thankful that Josiah and I can do this, that we can jump in the studio, that we can be with you. Listen, we're very thankful that we're able to do this as a ministry. God is using the torch. And uh, I, I receive every single week, email after email after email, that God is using this, and to God be the glory. Uh, this is not about me. It's not about my face. This is about the glory of, of in the fame of Jesus Christ. It's about pointing people to the face of the Lord. God hasn't called us to be famous. God's called us to be faithful. Amen. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be faithful. So listen, we're going to close out today. I want to thank you all for your partnership. 
want to thank you for praying for um, our ministry, for my wife and I, for our family. Those of you that are connected with us, those of you that are partners, those of you that are intercessors for our ministry, I love you guys. I'm so grateful for you. And really on the behalf of my wife and I, on the behalf of Victory, a church of his presence and Light the Fire Ministries, I love you. I thank God for you. Be strengthened, be blessed. Until the next time here on The Torch, keep the fire burning. All right, love you. Thank you.